This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with fan favorite Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and the author of nine best-selling books. And today, Noelle has joined us to talk about um, couples who are going through the experience of a job loss or getting laid off. Um, yeah, this this economy sucks, and a lot of couples have been experiencing job loss, uh, layoffs, or even demotions. And that can be really hard on a marriage. Uh, there, there's the obvious difficulty. Um, you're now living off of one paycheck instead of two or, or living off of your savings. Hopefully you have some. Uh, and unemployment instead of that paycheck. Um, so, of course, paying the bills becomes an issue. Uh, but, but there's more to it. The, the challenges for a couple are emotional as well. Yes, they are, Steve, absolutely. And, you know, those issues may seem secondary because, after all, survival comes first. But if the emotional issues aren't addressed, then your marriage can suffer. Mm-hmm. So We do so, not want that. Yeah. So, so what are some of those emotional issues that we're talking about today? Well, the first one, excuse me, Steve, is usually shock. That's the category of this can't be happening to me. How could this happen? You know, I was doing great for the company, whatever. And that issue isn't too rough because everyone will understand it. You know, your spouse will be right there going, yeah, it isn't fair, and how could they do this to you, and things like that. So that one, you know, shock, okay, we usually can cope with pretty pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. But the next thing that happens, especially for men whose identity is often tied up with their work, is depression can easily set in, as in, who am I? I'm a nobody. As a matter of fact, I'm nothing. I'm less than nobody. I'm a worm. And, and women, women don't tend to go as quickly into depression with this sort of issue. What they will tend to do is go straight to worry and anxiety as in, how are we going to survive? Oh, my God. How are we going to get the kids stuck for school and all, and all that kind of thing? Okay. So th- those are, if you will, your, your beginning issues. But in terms of a couple, generally speaking, as a couple, it's when you get past the shock and go into denial that the problems really start for your relationship. Okay, so so denial hits as in th- this isn't going to happen to me. I mean, th- th- that sounds pretty unrealistic that I'm going to fall into that category. Uh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, so so how, how, how does that uh, play out? Well, it isn't so much, you know, this isn't happening to me, that kind of denial. It's more, oh, this may be happening to me, but it's no big deal. It won't last. I'll find another job in a week or two. Um, I've got great references. I've got a terrific skill set, et cetera, et cetera. 
Only, Steve, a month goes by, two months go by, six months go by, a year goes by, and nothing has materialized. Even though you're out there, you know, you're sending your resume, you're beating the, the cyberspace pavement the whole bit. But this is where nothing gets resolved. You are in limbo, which means your family, your couple is in limbo because you're not problem-solving. You're reacting which is very different from responding. You're sort of knee-jerk, you know? Okay, get that resume out there. Okay, go, you know, make that phone call. But meanwhile, the non-laid-off spouse who, who may, may or may not work outside the home is getting increasingly anxious, fearful, and eventually just downright angry at the situation. Mm-hmm. Because either way, that one paycheck is getting stretched unbelievably thin and debt is adding up, or by now the savings are gone. And it is literally a desperate scramble to keep a roof over everybody's head and, and food on the table. Mm-hmm. So, so that denial in the beginning where it's like, well, this isn't going to last very long. And then exactly. all of a sudden that reality begins to set in like, well, our savings will be fine. And then six months down the road, all of a sudden the mm-hmm. savings is gone. Mm-hmm. And now you, the stress starts to really kick in. Mm-hmm. So, so and, this, and one spouse is still going, it's got to let up. It's got to let up. Yeah, that like things not. have to turn around. Yeah, okay. So, so uh, this is definitely not a pretty picture. Uh, so, so what's the way out? How does the marriage survive something as stressful as as a job loss that lasts any length of time? Right, and unfortunately, in this economy, as you pointed out so well, Steve, at the top, truly sucks. <laughs> it can it can take a while. So, yeah. the first thing is to move out of denial. Just get out of it. That's critical. You see. There are two very important attitude shifts that have to happen if the marriage is going to survive this kind of job crisis. And the first one is to see each other as a team, which can be really hard because the temptation is going to be to blame, to point the finger, to do all sorts of things. But really, no matter how the layoff or the job loss or the demotion or whatever happens, the non-laid-off spouse has to see him or herself as a team member and help the laid-off spouse function as a team. And that ain't easy because a lot of the time, you know, you're sitting there, if you're the the non-laid-out one going, I cannot believe this, he or she must have done something wrong, Mm -hmm. and on and on it goes. Now, do you find something like that, the the point that you just brought up, Mm -hmm. does that happen? So in the beginning, it's easy to like, I can't believe they let you, they they laid you off. Do Do you find that something like, well, they must have done something wrong, creeps into the mindset as time goes on? As time goes on, it certainly does. Yeah. Because it's becoming, let's put it this way, there's a saying in psychology, under stress, we regress. And what it means is that the more stress piles on you, the less you you put on your big girl and big boy panties and and boogie. Uh In other words, under stress, you literally start to regress into the more negative behaviors and blaming, fault-finding, that sort of stuff is right there. Mm-hmm. Even even though you don't mean to, it's yeah. just sort of the next layer down. Okay. Yeah. And you, you can't be a team if one of you is sitting there going, it's your fault, however that it's your fault sentence comes out. Yeah. And the other one is going, I, I, I can't believe this is happening. There's no team there. There's a big fat disconnect. Yeah. So interestingly enough, teamwork usually starts with actually admitting your fears and your anger and your worries to each other. Not in a blaming way, but often in even, you know, writing a a note to your beloved saying, honey, 
I just have to get these feelings out. I'm just so worried and so scared, and I, and I don't know what to do, and I know that it's been making me call you wrong and bad, and I don't mean to do that. You know, get it all out and then encourage your spouse to respond with how they're feeling. Okay. Which, you know, can, can run the gamut from I can't feel anything, I'm numb, yeah. to I'm so angry, I can't see straight. So you want to get those feelings out because, believe it or not, once you get the, you've shared the feeling aspect and you recognize you're both feeling crappy, uh-huh. as odd as it sounds, that's freeing. Because one spouse might take the lack of acquiring a new job as you don't care or you're not trying hard. But if or you think so much of yourself, you're going for the, for the big, big, big thing instead of recognizing we have to eat. Yeah. So, you know? so when you express that verbally, it, they they then have a better understanding of like, oh yeah, he is scared, he just as much deeply. as I am. He's, yeah, and as a matter of fact, he feels if it's a man, often he feels emasculated. Mm-hmm. If it's a woman, she's distraught with 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 worry and grief. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and the reason I suggested maybe writing it down is and sharing it in written form instead of verbally is sometimes these things are really hard to hear in the moment. Okay. Whereas if it's written down and you just say, you know, honey, when you, when, you, when, when you can, I would love it if you would read this, and I would love it if you would maybe jot something, some notes back to me. Because then when people read things, they, they absorb it differently. And they can read it two or three times. And they can, if, if they're really in a bad place, they can look at the first sentence and go, oh, I'm not, I'm not up for this. Set it aside and maybe go back to it later. So that's why, as archaic as it may seem, to actually write something down, uh, it can be a better communication tool. I think I'd have to use my laptop and type it because I don't think anybody could read my writing if I wrote it. <laughs> laptop, you know, um, the, uh, writing message. on a computer still qualifies as writing. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, yes. Um, and then, yes? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, there's a, there's a second shift in attitude. Okay. Okay? So once you guys have, have found your way back to being the team that you know is one of the strong parts of your couple. I mean, any good, good couple is a partnership. Mm-hmm. And that sounds terribly cold, but it is literally a, a partnering, a two people coming together as a team. And once you find that strength again, you're already halfway there. Because now, now you can look to the future. You see, that's where life exists in, in the good way, mm-hmm. in the future, in tomorrow. So you brainstorm together this time. Okay, what are the options? What, what, what do you want the future to look like? What goals can you set together? There is nothing more powerful, Steve, than the buddy system. And just because your buddy is your wife or your husband doesn't mean it won't work. Yeah. You know? Because you can encourage and support and cheer and maybe do some of the legwork, whatever, because you're looking at how can you work together to achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. Because when your husband loses his job, it ain't your husband who lost the job. It's the couple who lost the job. When your wife, small business, torpedoes because the economy is such that nobody wants to, to buy, you know, whatever it is that, that, that she offers, then together you can work on, okay, how do we make this happen? Because she didn't lose her store. You, the couple, lost your store. And when you see it like that, you start to behave as a team. Two brains really are better than one. You start to encourage and support each other instead of sort of silently gnawing away at each other or at yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a community loss, not, not this is their problem, not our problem. And once you've come to that mindset, 
you need to develop a plan. So what exactly. is the way out? Uh, exactly. Because you... once it's our problem, then we can absolutely figure out a plan. Okay. Absolutely. And so, and so, um, how do you how do you go about doing that? How do you put together that plan? Uh, what do you try to accomplish when you're working together to to put that together? As a team? I think the, the first thing is to, is when you when you work together to do this, you can think outside of your normal parameters. Like maybe in in your the, the spouse that got laid off or whatever's background, there's another skill which he or she hasn't thought of much that can that can be brought into play now. Maybe there's um, a possibility of getting a scholarship or a cheap online course or even, you know, doing some kind of trade with a neighbor who happens to know about bookkeeping and could teach that. Maybe there's a way of gaining a skill that would be marketable mm-hmm. in, a, in a, you know, a, pr- a cost-efficient way. When you start to think together, you're more likely to think outside of your usual boundaries. Okay. Because otherwise, it's hard. You know, you, we, we, we are captive of our own minds, if you will. Yeah. We, tend to, we tend to run the same stuff over and over. Mm-hmm. So, and so that's what you have to break out of. I, mm-hmm. I was, I was going to say, too, the other thing is, uh, the, like you were saying, uh, getting out of like your own little captive mind, you might start then considering things like moving out of the area where it's cheaper to live. or sure. or, um, or renting out one of the rooms if you, if you happen to... To own a home or a large apart, or you know, rent a large apartment, renting out one of the rooms to a college student or something. Yeah. In other words, there's there's options that you don't think of when you're on your own little narrow track of what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, you can be the oracle. When when is the economy going to turn around? And we don't have to worry about these issues anymore. Truthfully, <laughs> in the next few years. Yeah, I, this is an amazingly resilient country. Well, with and it is that way because we are an amazingly resilient folk. You know, we tend to forget our origin. We tend to forget that we're all at the at the beginning. We're all immigrants without a dime. Yep. <laughs> In one way or another, that's where we all started, and I, that spirit's very strong within all of us if we would just tap into it. Mm-hmm. There and, was, you know, America has bounced back from from huge depression and recessions and world wars and everything else in, in phenomenal ways. So I have great faith in, okay, buckle down, you know, don't buy every cash key that comes up on eBay, uh, do a little more saving, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a couple things that are encouraging. Uh, one is the saving rate in this country is like the highest it's been in like decades, uh, mm-hmm. like 40, 50 years or something. Uh, the other thing, like you mentioned, there was this really great, um, it was a, it was like a six part series on the history of America. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I feel that people lose sight of, which you, which you, uh, eloquently brought up is the fact that we are a nation of entrepreneurs. Like that is, that is in our DNA is to innovate and to create and to just build things out of nothing. Exactly. To start from nothing and go forward. Yeah. And our country, unlike a lot of other countries, it's so vast, not, not just in its own diversity, but also its size. And so we really can pretty much produce, create, do anything in this country, which isn't uh, an opportunity afforded some other places where it's, freezing 90% of the year. Like you can get away to some heat if you need to do a solar panel business or, you know, whatever the case may be. So 
Yeah. And there's also the, the issue of, you know, that we take very much for granted is no matter how much we may bitch about certain things, we enjoy a level of freedom, of freedom of expression, of freedom of founding businesses, of freedom of anything you want in this country that is really phenomenal, especially if you travel and see a little bit of how other countries function. And when as a couple you strengthen and reinforce that in each other, I think you're unbeatable. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, I don't know how many people listening to this know this, but I, uh, several years ago, I worked for Entrepreneur Magazine, um, and it, it's um, one, of the, one of the greatest things in my life was being able to every day talk to uh, the entrepreneurs who basically built something from nothing. And it's just really, it was really inspiring. And that, going back to that time, uh, having those conversations uh, gives me really great hope that th- this is this is a blip in the on the oh, on yeah. the radar. Like I I don't I don't want to um, make the economic turmoil sound less than it is. It's 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 pretty it's it's pretty hardcore. Right now. Yeah, it's 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 very serious. And I in in my own personal opinion, I think we have several more years of struggling before we ever have a boom again. Um, but saying that, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think we've weathered the worst of it, but I also think, you know, we're, we're going to bounce back. We're going to bounce back because we always do. And hopefully with a a little wiser. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you're in the thick of it to see these things, but, um, anyways, I will, the, the horizon looks good for my soapbox, but I will step down now. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, if your marriage, you know, if you are suffering that kind of, of ick, <laughs> this economy sort of slapped you upside the head, remember, and I'm, I'm talking to our listeners, remember that you are a couple. There's yes. so much strength in that, and I know you can use it to, to maneuver, navigate, and swim your way upstream. That's right, and with the football season kicking off tomorrow, I would be remiss if I didn't use an old sports cliche, which is there's no I in team. So ah, very remember, good. Remember that one. Uh, so <laughs> on that cheesy note, Noel, <laughs> we, will, <laughs> we will wrap it up this week. So thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. And not just your time, but also your uh, fabulous information. Uh, Noel, uh, as a reminder, I mentioned it in the beginning, Noel is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, You can get more information from Noelle at her website, drnoellenelson.com. Her other website is yourmaniswonderful.com. You can find Noelle on Facebook, uh, and she's linked from the uh, from the Hitched page, and that's facebook.com slash hitched. Uh, you can also follow Noelle on Twitter. It's at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Um, I am on Twitter, at Hitched Media. And um, if you haven't done so already, uh, I know some of you have, and thank you very much. But I want to remind people, if, if you listen to this podcast and you like it, or you know what, I'll be honest, even if you don't like it, Uh, We would love some feedback, so if you could go on to iTunes and and drop a note or give a star rating or something, uh, it'll just help us uh, improve and expand the podcast in the future. So uh, please do that, and if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or something you'd like us to write about, uh, you can always shoot us an email. 
or leave a note on Facebook uh, or shoot or uh, hit me up on Twitter. Again, it's at, at Hitched Media, and uh, we would love to help you out because that's what we're here for. So uh, one last time, Noel, thank you so much for your time, and I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. Me too. Okay. All right. That's it. Until next time. Thanks. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.